there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, welcome into the program. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Paulie Howard. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Very busy show on deck for the next three hours. And Paulie, yesterday, it, uh, it felt like moving day in a golf tournament with the point spreads because we were finding out more news throughout the day. And uh, that was wacky. Uh, we pointed out, 24 hours ago, usually the betting market knows before the news. And there was a move on the Dolphins down below 10 against the Bills. It moved all the way down to 8.5 or 9. And then it just skyrocketed yesterday. Once the Tua news first and initially hit, there was a move back to a rock-solid 10. And I'm telling you, it took maybe a minute, 90 seconds, 2 minutes, and that number was gone. 12, 12 and a half, 13, touch 13 and a half, and that's where we're sitting at today. Mostly 13 across the board on Buffalo. Man, how high does it go, right? I couldn't see him playing. I, I just, how do you look yourself in the mirror and live with yourself if you're a doctor? Why the move? And you clear him. Why the move I down the know. other day? Maybe they thought someone got bad info. I thought there was a chance he could play. I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I just, I just couldn't see how a doctor would clear him after a concussion 16 days ago and three on the season. Are we going to get two third string Quarterbacks to start playoff games? Three. Could be three? Brock Purdy. Thank you. Okay, fair enough. Right. Uh, But this is crazy. (laughs) It was a tough assignment to begin with. You got a third-string quarterback, a rookie. Tyreek Hill got banged up in the game against the Jets. Only had two catches. Waddle got hurt on the final drive. Mostert has a broken thumb and didn't practice. Oh, my God. I mean, if he has to go out there and he's thrown to Jusecki and who knows? My God, good luck. It's so unfortunate because the first two games in the regular season, I get it, the Bills probably should have, it should have been an easy cover and a win in Miami. It wasn't. 
They had 99 right. plays or 100 plays in that game. Right. And uh, like 500 yards, but they lost the game outright. And then that game, again, the rematch, not that long ago in the snow, that was awesome. And Miami had a chance to win that game. Uh, Could have won it. And so, you know, you're thinking maybe there's a glimmer there that Tua could actually start. Not going to be the case. And now, again, 13, you ask the question, how high does it go? Are people, is this going to be like the national title game? Just give me the alternate numbers. I'll lay 19 and a half and 21 and a half with Buffalo expecting a blowout. Yeah, yeah. I can't blame you if you do. I mean, I, number one, I don't see how they move the ball. Number two, they don't have a good defense, and Allen has gone crazy on them in both games. 400 yards passing and 300 yards passing, and in the last game, 77 yards rushing. So I just could be some turnovers. As well. I love Jacecki's prop over, too. Who else is he going to throw to? I mean, Tyreek Hill had two catches against the Jets, and then you don't have Mostert. I mean, it's going to be a lot of Jeff Wilson. So it, it's unfortunate, but, I mean, you got if you got in early – and got the good number. I mean, now up to 13. And by the way, the Steve Mackinnon report, who works here at VEASAN, favorites in this round, nine and a half or higher, have won 12 in a row. Yeah. One and cover 12 in a row. Thank you. There you go. Yes. Uh, let's hear from the rookie third-string quarterback for the Dolphins. Here's Skylar Thompson on his mindset. Every snap, I feel um, more and more confident. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's not... Uh, it's not always going to be perfect. You know, we strive for perfection in this position, and um, that's what you want. But in reality, name a quarterback has ever played a perfect game, you know. Um, so for me, it's to dialing in on one play at a time and, and taking the game as it comes, um, controlling what I can control, and ultimately just giving it my best, you know, because um, my best is always enough. It's something my former quarterback coach at K-State, Colin Klein, used to always tell me, and that's something I just remind myself all the time. It's my best is always, is always enough. And... Um, you know, I think uh, just moving forward, that's going to be my same mentality and just having fun with it. I'll remind people that he was he was pretty good in the preseason. Yeah. But there's a big difference between that, what he looked like in the regular season, and now playing a road playoff game. Yeah. And it does speak to, I mean, that guy's a rookie quarterback, and nobody has any faith in him right now. Kyle Shanahan is working with a third-string rookie quarterback as well, and they're like one of the favorites to win the whole thing. And when you break it down like that, it's like Shanahan probably should be the coach of the year. I know that they're loaded overall, but the look at look at Purdy and how he operates in this offense. The Dolphins have a lot of weapons, and this kid can't can't get him the ball. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge difference here. He's just taking off and running too right away, and yeah. not letting the play develop and going through his reads. I don't know if Tom Tom Brady or Joe Montana could win this game to go on the road. A young guy like I mean, forget about the third string quarterback, young guy, but just for a, a veteran to go on the road and win this game. What if Hamlin's at the game? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the emotion and what's going on in that stadium? Hey, Hamlin's hanging out. I mean, w- welcome him back. <laughs> Won't be a dry eye in the place. Imagine if he walks out onto the field right. before the game kicks off. Comes out through the leads, him out through the tunnel or whatever. I don't know. It's but over. I mean, imagine, yeah, imagine that emotion and uh, go run through a wall for him, what that would be like. So, And then you're down considerable weapons. Oh, boy. You know, uh, we were uh, this, this weekend originally looked like it was going to be awesome. Uh, with some of the matchups again and uh, how the games could unfold. Now you're right. I mean, we're looking at three games where the point spreads are out of control, and there's a chance where we, you know, it, it could play out like this. It doesn't mean it's going to, or it has to play out like this, but we could have, you know, three games minimum where they're just, they're not really that competitive. And I feel bad for Miami the last time they were in the playoffs. Also, backup quarterback Matt Moore, and they had no chance in that game against the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. You know, good memory. The other thing is, uh, there's a lot of this about while well, the teasers can't lose this weekend. And the one thing we try to teach you, other than have as many outs as possible, is nothing. There's no free money and nothing's a lock. But yeah. 
I'll tell you. I mean, you want to tease these three these three big favorites. <laughs> I don't see how Seattle moves the ball against San Francisco. Six of their 11 possessions, they had under under 10 yards on, on the drives in the Thursday night game. They did nothing in the first meeting, right? Now you're on the road. Geno Smith's probably going to throw a pick or two. And, and, and you're not going to have Lamar Jackson. And you might have to go to Anthony Brown again. Or it's Huntley and he's banged up. Yeah. So... I, I'd be surprised if the uh, even the Ravens can keep it close, too, on Sunday night. So you're right. It is unfortunate, but we could get three blowouts. Yeah. There, there is a possibility that it could be Anthony Brown yet. Yeah. It, it does, oh, that's it's, real. It's not set in stone that it's going to be Huntley. Yeah. Right? We have a guest on coming up in about 90 minutes who covers the Ravens in Baltimore. We'll get more uh, dirt from him at that point. But, I mean, when people were saying earlier this week it's an uphill battle for Lamar Jackson, I, do you want to put that at 0%? Or is it is it like one percent that he can play this weekend? It's, it, it's it seems, more than uphill at this point. It seems to me now it's contract related. I am not going out there and risking myself because you, you didn't sign me. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. What else could it be? He was supposed to be back Christmas Eve. It was a three. It's like a three to six week injury. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're on. This is week seven, right? He hasn't even practiced. Come on now. I can understand if people are getting a little bit upset now. Yeah. I mean, 38 days after he sprained his PCL, he's going to miss his sixth straight game and, and missed another practice. That's the way it looks. Yep. I mean, this is... I, I, you know, I did I did like the idea that you kicked around with uh, our buddy Mike Palm, who joined us yesterday on the show. He is the VP of Circus Sports down here, where we broadcast from every single day. It's not getting enough attention. If the Bills play the Bengals, that game should be on a neutral as well. That's what I said. It absolutely should be that on a neutral. Make, that, didn't, that was the game that was impacted by Hamlin. Y- yes. The t- people were talking about the one. Kansas City was getting the one. It was irrelevant. I, so, I believe that. I believe the yeah. Bengals, again, a lot of time in that game, I think the Bengals are going to win that game. And, and they would have been the two. And they would have been the two seed. Right, right, right. That's where it's important. that it would have been Because they're going to play in the next round. Right. The two, three, where's the game? Buffalo actually benefited from how all this played out. I wonder and why Cincinnati's they, ticked off. I, I wonder why they never considered that. That was right. That's the neutral site game, the two three. I agree. Not the one since Kansas City was getting the one. So that I, I totally agree how that was handled. I think they whiffed on that. They did whiff on it. Yeah. I I, I can't believe no one actually brought that up either. Uh. This is the game that's impacted. Oh it should be. It Who's should at be. home for the two three? I mean imagine if that if that game plays out like we thought it was going to play out. Bengals win the game. There's a big difference between hosting that team and then going on the road again. I'm, I'm, come on. It's potentially huge. What's the most creative prop you've seen so far? I haven't. I, I got to be honest. Oh, I haven't seen too many. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I'm still waiting on the fat man touchdown. Will that be up for this weekend? Yeah. They put that up last year. It was 25-1. Uh, Chiefs offensive lineman scored a touchdown against the Steelers. Uh, I'm waiting on that. I'm sure some places will have that up. DraftKings had it. Fat man touchdown. I see. I see. Will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown the whole week? Six games and uh, non-quarterback touchdown pass. Will a non-quarterback throw a touchdown? Yes, is three to one. Okay. I got. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I well, can't see that. But well, that you can't see a non-quarterback touchdown. No. No. Oh, I, I can see that happen. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Strength in numbers. Six games. Something could, weird. Yeah. Could happen. It could be a blowout. Okay. You got a lot of action. Got to get creative a little bit. What, did, what What's the number on all games with a defensive or special will, will teams there, touchdown? Uh, will there be one? No, yeah. it was worded, will there be $7? I thought that's too high. Will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown this round? Oh. Yes, is $7. And you have two third-string quarterbacks? Wow, well, yeah. 
and Buffalo is number one in special teams. Which big dog has a chance to win this weekend? I have to pick one of the three? Yes. I do. do. Oh, boy. If it's Anthony Brown, I can't go Baltimore. If it's Huntley, I could say Baltimore. So by default, I personally would have to say Seattle. I can't go Baltimore with Jackson. They don't have a passing game. Yeah. If, it's, to, if, it's, if it's Anthony Brown, no, I can't go. I can't I, go. Baltimore. I have to go Seattle. You have to, and I don't. It would just be yeah. the Purdy angle. Purdy melts, maybe turns into a pumpkin. Yeah, and Gino doesn't turn the ball I over. Uh, with the start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. And whether you're a hockey, football, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join them every week for new prom- uh, promotions like their Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance. Sunday football parley insurance and more. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. We'll run down last night's betting action with win some, lose some coming up next. And when we tell you that there was an all-time bad beat in college basketball last night, it's not an exaggeration. Wait until you hear the details on this doozy. That's next on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Follow the Money on v Start of the New Year's here. Playoffs are here. All the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Happy New Year, everybody. Tuesday, hockey, first goal, insurance. Sunday, football, parlay, insurance, and more. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. All right, the great Nigel Seeley joins the program now. He's been joining this show for coming up on five years now. He lives across the pond in the uh, great city of London in that area, and uh, he joins us 
throughout the soccer season to give us his best bets. Good morning, mate. How are you? Good morning. Five years. Is that how long it's been now? Five how about years? that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you started coming on in the spring of uh, 2018. Wow. I don't, well, I don't know how we've put up with Paulie for five years. I don't know how you do it, Mitch. You deserve a medal. <laughs> I'm glad, you deserve a medal, I'm glad I discovered you. You're the genuine article. And uh, congrats on all your success. It's fantastic. It's been a fun ride. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, I got a, I got a message from some guy the other day, and he said to me, um, every time I watch you on Follow the Money, you never cash. You're rubbish. And I, and I said, well, you, you, you clearly don't watch regularly, sir. Yeah. And, and, and he come back and he said, um, with all the money you make, you should get your teeth done. And I, and I thought that was great. That was very nice. That's very, <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Happy New Year to you, sir, if you're watching Jeez. this. Well. Wow. Wow. Daggers <laughs> being thrown here. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. But I thought that was anyway. <laughs> But uh, you wouldn't believe my wife's a dentist, but I didn't want to say that, but there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so how, how are you attacking the Prim this week? Uh, any edges here? There are some big-time matches that we have. Did you find anything that caught your eye? I think this week is a, it's got a really look about it of a, 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 of a pivotal game week in, in the Premier League, at, not only at the top, at the bottom. There's some really big games at the bottom, Everton against Southampton, Wolverhampton against West Ham, but obviously the top, you've got Manchester United against Manchester City, and you have Tottenham against Arsenal, which is a huge, huge game. So I think it's got a really, really sort of feel about it this weekend. It's a big, big weekend. And um, I think we'll know a lot more about Arsenal as a, a title contender in the next four to five weeks. They obviously play Tottenham, which is anybody who doesn't really follow English soccer. They're, they're big derby, huge rivals, only a couple of miles between the two of them, arch rivals. And there'd be nothing more than Tottenham would like to do to beat Arsenal. And then they have to play Manchester City in the league and the FA Cup. And next week, Arsenal play Manchester United as well. So we'll start to see now whether we've got a two-runner race or the pack can close in because it's some really big games. So I think it's like do or die now for a lot of teams who are challenging Manchester City and Arsenal. So, I mean, the first game we're going to talk about is obviously Manchester United against Manchester yeah. City. Now, Man City are a heavy favourite here at minus, uh, very, minus money to win away, minus 125. Man United were about plus 370 when the early line comes out. But coming into this game, Manchester United are the form team in England. Absolutely on fire. They've eight, eight straight wins in all competitions. They're unbeaten in 11 at home. They've won 10 of them. And they've scored at least two goals in eight of their line last matches. They are scoring goals. They're not conceding goals. And Manchester United are on a real run at the moment. And uh, I think Man United will really fancy this. Um, Man City have been... Absolutely brilliant. I've been Man City. I've been, I've been the biggest fan of Manchester City since Guardiola's gone there. The only thing they haven't won is the Champions League, which he really wants to win this season, and that is his number one priority. But this season, away from home, they aren't scoring as many goals as you would expect. I mean, they they don't score many goals. They, they scored something like five or six in the last seven road games, which is unheard of for Manchester City. And in one of those games, they scored three. So they scored three goals in one game against Leeds. They're not scoring goals. Last night, they got beaten by Southampton in the Cup. I know people will say it was a, it's a Cup game, but it was a very strong Man City side. Mm. They ended that game. Haaland played. Uh, Foden, Foden was involved. De Bruyne were played. They never rested anybody. And they were beaten 2-0 by Southampton. And prior to that, they, they, they dropped points against Everton. They haven't looked that great, Manchester City, especially on the road. And I feel that Man United here are... Tremendous value, plus three quarters of a goal. So you get plus 0.75 uh, and you get minus 117. I think that's a great bet because the only way you're going to lose all of your money 
is if Man City win by more than one goal. And they're not scoring goals on the road. They're scoring goals at home, but on the road, and they're playing a, 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 a big rival. And I think if Manchester United win this game, then Man United have got a good chance of p- pushing into this uh, this title shake-up here. Mm-hmm. You can bet Man United now around about 28-1 to 1 to win the Premier League title. Wow. They are the form team. If they beat Man City, there's only a point. there'll only be a point between them and Manchester City in the table. So... I think that Man United now uh, could be a time to actually have a bet on them to win the Premier League title. When you consider, we we joked about them. Yes, what, we did. Six months ago, say yeah. five months ago, saying that they, yeah. they were in the relegation zone and the manager was useless. Well, what he's done there, getting rid of Ronaldo <laughs> and getting Rashford playing, is changed their right. season around. And I think they're a little bit of value. You're loving life if you have a future on Arsenal. The other thing, you, you, you gave out this tip after the World Cup. How about a prop? This run that Rashford is on, what is it, six straight matches he scored? Yeah, and he scored seven in those six matches. He's come on as a sub and scored in. He scored three goals as a substitute. He scored three goals for England in the World Cup. He's a confident player. He's, he's huge at confidence. Absolutely, he's probably the informed player in the Premier League at the moment, ahead of Haaland. And uh, he's plus three fifty to score at any time. Uh, this game screams goals. When they met earlier in the season, it was six three to Manchester City. Haaland scored a hat trick. Foden scored a hat trick. In a game that's probably about three goals is the line. To get plus 350 on Rashford, again, is a big price. I mean, I'll be betting him plus 175. I'll be betting him at plus 350 to score in this because it is a game that's that's got goals in it, in my opinion. The other big game of the weekend is obviously uh, the North London derby between Tottenham and Arsenal. Tottenham have a brilliant record in this fixture. They haven't lost in the last eight against Arsenal. And Arsenal, the, the big thing for betters here, and it's a very important thing, I think you want to wait to see how the Man City result goals because, because I think that changed the whole ethos and, and the and strategy that Arsenal go with this. If, if Man City win, then Arsenal have to sort of match them. But if Man City get beat by Manchester United, then a draw isn't a bad result for Arsenal in this game. Okay, They're, they're, they're a point clearer of Man City. So I think that game going first is a huge factor to how this game will be played out. So I would hold my bets on this match until you know, we saw the result of the Man City game. But looking at the match at the moment, I think Tottenham are a big price. I think plus 225, plus 250, something like that. I think it's a week this week where we could get some favourites beat. Uh, I think Liverpool are a vulnerable favourite against Brighton or way up Brighton who's scoring lo- loads of goals. I think Man City are a vulnerable favourite at Manchester United and I think that um, Arsenal are a very vulnerable favourite at Tottenham. Um, Arsenal will know what they've got to do as I've said uh, and I think that with the back at the the last Tottenham have had some really indifferent form. Some you know they, they've been either really good or really really poor. In recent weeks, it's been more poor. But they won four 0 at Crystal Palace in their last game away on the road, which was a tremendous performance and probably their best performance of the season. Harry Kane scored two goals in that game. Looks to be over his you know missing that penalty in the World Cup. Second top goal scorer in the Premier League behind Haaland. And I think this is a huge game for Tottenham. I think Tottenham will still believe if they win this game in what is a crazy season. And with Arsenal's fixtures coming up, Manchester United, Manchester City, Tottenham, they're going to drop points. And if, if, if Tottenham could win this game, they'll close the gap to only eight points. And that sounds a lot, but that's nothing in, 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 in with, with so much time to go. And I think we could have a... If results go against Man City and Arsenal this weekend, I think we could have a, a very, very serious title race in England. At the moment, on paper, it looks like a two-runner race, but I, I, I wouldn't rule out uh, two, two more contenders coming in into that mix, and one of them I wouldn't consider would be Liverpool. I think they could get beat against Brighton. Okay, let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest is Nigel Seeley, soccer expert, loves betting on golf, and also tennis. Nigel, in the final 90 seconds that we have here, where are you at with your handicap of the men's side of the Aussie Open? 
Yeah, the draws just come out. Obviously, the number one seed in the world, Carlos Alcaraz, the winner of the US Open, doesn't play, which is a big blow. I like Carlos Alcaraz. Um, uh, but in the the draw is very loaded. If you look at the top half of the draw, it's just heavily loaded. Medvedev, Nadal, Tsitsipas, some really, really dangerous opposition. The bottom half of the draw, it seems to be a lot weaker. Um, there's a very favourable draw for, for Novak Djokovic, but Novak Djokovic is a minus money favourite. You know, you, you could probably bet him individually in his rounds and get a better return than you would do to bet him minus 120 or minus 125 to win the tournament. So Djokovic is the likely winner, but he's no price at all. Um, if you're looking for some value, I think it's going to play very fast. I mean, if you, if you look at the weather conditions in Australia, it's been very hot, which you would expect this time of year. So the courts are very, very fast. The tournament in Adelaide was very, very quick. This week, it's very quick in Adelaide. Last week in Adelaide, it was very quick. And the Adelaide courts are the same as with the Australian Open courts in Melbourne. So I think it's going to be fast. You can look for big servers. And I think in the bottom half of the draw, at around about 20, 25 to 1, the American Taylor Fritz, you, you won't do, you won't have a bad bet betting him each way if you can get him to make the final. If you can get him to make his quarter and make the semifinals, I think he'll get through that. He's in great form. Uh, the, the US team just won the United Cup, the mixed team with the, the women as well. Peggy has done very well for them as well in the women's draw. So um, I think he's in form. One thing you've got to have when you go into the Australian Open, you've got to be in form. You can't come in cold. You've got to be winning. And I think Fritz is full of confidence, handily placed in the bracket, and he looks the only alternative to Djokovic, who is a very, very heavy favourite. Yeah. Great knowledge and analysis as always. Follow him on Twitter. He is at Sealy underscore Nigel. Thanks, mate. Best of luck this weekend. Take care. All the best, guys. You got it. Be good. Quickly, the pro tip of the hour here. Careful betting on teams at Denver in the NBA. Teams have been resting players because of travel, back-to-backs, and, of course, you have the altitude as well. We saw it again last night. That number, you said, Paulie, what, moved from 12, 12 12.5 to 14.5 last night? Play it with Denver. And they blew them out. They blew out the Suns. We'll get into Super Bowl exactness coming up next and highest-scoring, lowest-scoring teams in games of the wild-card weekend. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com. Check the current bet betting splits data. I want to know where the money and bets are moving every game. It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out future events as well. Betting splits another way. VEASAN's here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits every game. vsin.com. We'll hit Ravens-Bengals now, the rematch from Week 18. Glenn Clark joins the program. You can listen to his radio show 10A to noon Eastern at glennclarkradio.com. He also does postgame on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Glenn, thanks for the time today. We appreciate that. It, from afar and based on the point spread where it's at right now, going all the way up to Bengals favored by 8.5 or 9, it feels like it's pretty close to a 0% chance that Lamar Jackson's going to be able to play this weekend. Would you say that's fair or is that too aggressive? And would you give him a better than that, better, better chance than that to play? No, I think that's fair, guys. I appreciate you having me. I, you know, absolutely. The moment that Lamar Jackson wasn't out there for Wednesday, it, it, this is Lamar Jackson. We're talking about it. For some reason, he showed up on Friday and attempted the practice. The Ravens would let him play. There's no question about that. But Wednesday internally was the barometer. If, if he was out there and if the target was, hey, we're not going to push it at the end of the season, but we'll give it a shot for the playoffs. The thought would be that he was practicing on Wednesday. The moment he wasn't out there for Wednesday, I thought it made sense that the line moved at that point and went up over a touchdown. And 
I don't know if I'd be surprised. The other thing that's the wild card in all this is that Tyler Huntley's on the practice field, but reportedly, and I didn't go to practice yesterday, but he is still not really throwing and dealing with tendonitis in his shoulder. So, you know, there's also this question. I still think he's going to play at this point. I think they're just being cautious. And I think that's the reason he didn't play last week, but it's definitely worth monitoring. And I also think that plays a role in why this number is going up because there's a very, there's still a possibility that the primary quarterback on Sunday night is going to be their third stringer, Anthony Brown, who will be playing or making his second career start. So the number moving the way that it does based on what we know makes all the sense in the world. To yeah. Me. Yeah. It's not a ringing endorsement, but he wasn't bad. I thought Brown was okay. No. Yeah. Uh, look, you know, aside from the atrocious interception to Jesse Bates and then, you know, the insane decision to have him throw from the end zone with right. a minute left in the second quarter, you take those two things away, the Ravens were very competitive in that game, and he made some throws. He threw the ball into the teeth of the defensive line a little bit too much, and I don't know how much of that you can entirely fix in one week. Um, you, you start, you see enough, and he definitely was a better downfield option than what we've seen from Tyler Huntley, and how much of that is related to his shoulder, we're not really sure. Sure, Tyler Huntley's never shown a lot as a downfield thrower. It's almost like there's a trade-off here. Tyler Huntley is probably less likely to make very bad decisions and give the football up. But if the Ravens fall behind 17-0 like they did against the Bengals on Sunday, Anthony Brown is definitely a better option to try to get the football down the field and give yourself at least a chance of getting back into the game. So. It, it, this is worth monitoring over the next couple of days. I, I would be paying attention to reporters that are at practice and what they see Anthony Brown, or sorry, what they see Tyler Huntley doing. And maybe yeah. the Ravens are trying to play some games here. It's possible, but I, I would feel more comfortable if I saw Tyler Huntley throwing the football a little bit more at practice this week. This is two straight weeks that he really hasn't done much of anything other than just be on the field and sort of watching what the other quarterbacks are doing. I got a couple things on Lamar. Uh, you know, it, it's some of it internet internet conjecture, but if it's contract related uh, with what's going on, he hasn't practiced and, and all the, and missing all this time. Mm-hmm. And when would we see him next? Let's say they shocked the world. Could he play next week? Yeah, I mean, look, I, here's what I will tell you guys. Any thought that there is no injury is nonsense. Like, everyone involved will be very clear about this. There is an injury. The reports about the swelling not going down, those are real. Um, now, you know, there, everybody's got their own opinion as to whether or not he could push it and try to play. And I think there is a lot of thought related to Lamar Jackson's style of play that's unique about why it is that he might not be playing, right? Like, maybe if he was Brock Osweiler, he would be out there attempting to play but of course we know that's not his style and Lamar Jackson it's not in his nature to not move and to not attempt to run so there's a lot of opinion that exists even from different people within the organization about that but the the idea that he's making this up that he could have come back a month ago and he's simply holding in or holding out I've had enough people whose opinions I trust tell within the organization tell me that's not true that I'm comfortable with saying that that's it's simply not true now the secondary part of the question is is really interesting because I there was a lot of thought, and I think you saw this particularly with Adam Schefter's report, that there was a strong chance he would play. 
the belief was they were trending towards the idea that he could play this week. So I would say they're not ruling out the idea of him being available if they were to win and, and play next week. But this question about the swelling, I think, is real and how much it limits what he's able to do as Lamar Jackson versus being you know, a traditional pocket passer. Boy, it is really hard to have those answers. It is, it, it's a very uncomfortable situation. It's been, I, look, I'll admit, it's been pretty good for us radio-wise because, boy, all of the speculation, everybody's going wild and making up their own beliefs and the whole thing. But it's very difficult to get hard information about this because there is not one prevailing thought about exactly what's going on. Yeah, it sounds like it was false optimism then. Mm-hmm. That was floating out there, mm-hmm. and it probably should not have existed. It's follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We're talking to Glenn Car- uh, Clark about the Ravens Bengals this weekend. His radio show is 10A to noon Eastern at glennclarkradio.com. He also has post game on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Uh, we understand that there's a prop bet that you like in this game that's available right now. Yeah. What is that, Glenn? So I got. I, I apologize for not checking where the number was again this morning. But when I saw this yesterday, Joe Mixon fifty-seven and a half was the number that I saw for rushing yards. And there's two things that jump out to me, guys. One, that's a number he's only gone over six times all season, and one of those was a fifty-eight yard day. And then two, they were up seventeen to nothing last week. And he still only ran for 27 yards. This was a day, if there was ever going to be a day, where they were going to be able to you know, bang it on the ground and just get through and win the AFC North and get the home playoff game. That was the day. The Ravens defense, you guys know, the moment Roquan Smith showed up is wildly different. There's yes. been one running back that's found success against the Ravens since he, the, the Roquan Smith showed up. That was Najee Harris. He's the only running back that's had any success at all running against the Ravens since that day. Look, I get the 57 and a half is a small number and one goofy play could change a 30 yard run could change it. But it's, it's, you know, there's the scenario where the Bengals end up blowing out the Ravens. But even if that's the case, you would think they would want to get Joe Mixon off the field late in the second half. So I really like the under and rushing yards. That number is very interesting to me. I think that a couple people have already told me that they've seen it a little bit lower than that. I got it at 57 and a half, and I was happy to put money on that because it just doesn't make sense to me. Glenn, I'm looking around right now. I see as low as 54 and a half and as high as 60 and a half, so definitely shop around for the best number. And by the way, this just came down for what it's worth. To add to the whole conversation, this will tell you how good Roquan Smith has been. He was just named AFC Defensive Player of the Month. Sure, and so, and we just got you know a hundred million dollars from the Ravens. Was named was named Team MVP, and I will tell you, I voted for Roquan Smith as Team MVP, despite the fact that he was only on the team for half the season. That's nuts. That's- mm. How unbelievably good Roquan Smith has been. And again, moved this team from being a bottom third defense in the NFL to being a top five unit. He is insane how good this dude is. Yep, you can follow him on Twitter. He is at Glenn Clark Radio. Thanks so much for the time. Good luck with your mix and bet and enjoy the game. Paul, I much appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep, great job. That was fun. Yeah, really good breakdown. There's some stuff out there that uh, they don't think we'll see Lamar this year, even if they win. So that, that's a whole nother. But yet again, is it on Harbaugh? Is it on the organization? It may be about how the timeline got messed up here. Yeah. They expected him back Christmas Eve. Okay, so did you get involved in uh, Bengals teasers at all yesterday? Got that, yeah. I, I know Straight, that you have them well, six like, and a half yeah, already. Six, yes. So I six did. and a half, money line early. I teasers, said that on the year yes. yesterday, too. I wanted to wait till it went to seven and a half. And then the news came out that Jackson was not going to be at practice yesterday. And then so I did, at that point get the Bengals on a teaser. The problem is I don't love a second leg this week. I, I No dance partner. 
here's the thing. Like, I already bet the, and I said this again, yeah, I, I bet the Buccaneers plus the three on Sunday night, and I added them as the dance partner, but then there's a chance where I lose both those bets in case Dallas wins by like 10. Mm-hmm. So I like the Buccaneers on a teaser leg, obviously. I don't, I hate doubling down like that, though, I what, guess is my point. I mean, what's the run? I mean, th- this kid's an assassin. Burrow's on a 21-3 and three ATS run going back to the playoffs last year. Right, right. It's ridiculous. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, they, they, it was a great story last year, but they were lucky. Uh, they're better this year. I mean, oh, there's no Mc, doubt McPherson bailed them out, and, and Tannehill bailed them out in the Tennessee game. The other thing is just unfortunate, and it stinks. This is a great matchup if Lamar Jackson's healthy. It's a toss-up game. Well, that, I mean, they beat him at the gun on the Sunday night of the first game. And then, you know, last week, you keep, what are you going to do? You got a third-string quarterback. Yeah. But you might have a third-string quarterback again here. It's unfortunate. I think that's the uh, storyline of the weekend. What could have been? Yeah. There's no Tua. The Lions, if they were in the playoffs, and then uh, this game with Lamar. I think the Ravens are a really good football oh, team. Don't even get me going. How good is Detroit-San Francisco? Oh, it's, I mean, they're not going to probably win a game, but still. They are hot. They're playing with a ton of confidence. Yeah. It's a great story. But, oh, yeah. man. Up next, we preach this all the time when betting awards... Follow the media. An odds-on favorite is currently outside the top four based on a survey taken by people who actually vote. Details on that coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. You want an edge on the playoffs? The VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an intro offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to the recap plays by every host, every guest, every show, betting splits. 
deep dive betting reports. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sign up today for only $9.99 and become part of the family in the sports betting network. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Yeah, it's good to have you on board here on Follow the Money, VEASAN. We're live in uh, downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. And uh, at this time, former NFL player and current VEASAN host Mike Pritchard hops on the program. Mike, good morning. How are you today, pal? Good morning, fellas. I'm great. How you guys doing? Doing well. You mentioned a team that was uh, ready to go on a run and potentially get hot a while back on this show during one of your segments. And I will ask you, were you part of this move yesterday on the Chargers-Jaguars point spread when uh, L.A. was down to one? Now they're up to two and a half at most spots. Yeah, no, I don't know if I was part of the move. I, I don't know if I, I move uh, lines yet. <laughs> I'm getting there, though. I'm getting there, fellas. But uh, no, I, I, I like uh, the Chargers, especially at, uh, when they were just laying a point. Uh, we talked about that Tuesday on the party line with Ben Wilson. And um, it's, it's, there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of reasons why people would like Jacksonville, too. I get that. I mean, Peterson, probably the edge and coaching uh, but if you look at the rosters, I, I look at the experience factor in playoffs uh, a little bit more on, on the side of the Chargers. Uh, they were getting hot. They could have won five in a row. I know Jacksonville did win uh, five in a row, I think, down the stretch here. Um, and, and then if you look at the matchups, too, alone from a trend standpoint, uh, you can make a case for both teams. Uh, but when it comes to the lack of mistakes, like lack of penalties, uh, lack of giveaways, uh, it favors the Chargers. Uh, in that regard. And and I think the matchups do too. Cam Robinson going down for Jacksonville. Now you got Bosa coming back. Yeah, Bosa and Kilo Mack coming off the edges. Uh, I, I think that's going to be difficult to deal with if you're Trevor Lawrence as a younger player. Uh, certainly the constant adjustment that you might have to make against that 3-4 defense as well. Uh, and then Justin Herbert. I know Mike Williams. I don't think Mike Williams is playing. Uh, I'll, I'll say that right now. I think oh. he has a bulging disc. Oh. Uh, that they're not talking about because he needed assistance from the locker room to the bus. Uh, and I've had a bulging disc and those things you cannot walk sometimes, let alone have back spasms. So I, I don't think he's going to play. I'm not anticipating that. They do have great medicine, though, in the locker room, but I still don't think he's uh, <laughs> anticipating him playing. Uh, but I, I, I do believe it's a deep roster, though, and they proved that uh, during during their stretch run. Uh, later on in the year, last year, well, this uh, this season. Well, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, because you don't, Staley, you don't know what he's going to do game to game. And then, how are you feeling as a player when you see that and guys are getting carted off, and, and you still got the guy players in the game in a meaningless game when they're locked into the five seed? Yeah, you know, Paulie, it's a great point because I, you know, to me, you have to stay hot, you have to stay sharp mentally, especially if you're a wild card. Uh, if you start thinking about injuries then you're throttling it down, right? You're allowing that to come into your head and you're allowing yourself to think about that. I mean, each and every week, you know, you don't want to think about injuries, but uh, we know that they happen. So uh, I do fault Staley. I I'm not giving him a pass. I, I do. Th I, I thought that he kept the guys in there way too long, uh, but playing the guys was okay to me. I mean, I've been in that situation in which you got hot as a wild card and uh, you certainly want to keep playing. You want to keep the momentum. But it could be out of price, though. You're right. I mean, Mike Williams uh, is certainly a, a big factor, but I, I think there's enough depth. Uh, and with the philosophy, uh, the toughness aspect, returning to the Chargers lineup as well with the running game. Yeah, I could be dead wrong on this, but what you said I think is absolutely true. I mean, there's a difference between playing your guys for 
you know, a couple of series or a quarter or maybe a quarter and a half compared to what he did when they're trying to right. like win the game and they're out there late in the third quarter. Do you find any edges this week, Pritch, in the matchups because all six games are rematches? And what do we have? Uh, I think three divisional games as well. Mm-hmm. So anything there that uh, you're like, okay, I like this or I like that because of it? Yeah, I mean, you know, one possession too. I mean, look at the number of one possession games yep. we've had this year. Um, and, and so, you know, with, with Skyler uh, as a quarterback for Miami, I mean, I, I get that. That's, that. That line, that spread is humongous. So I get that. Um, you know, could that be a one possession game? Probably not. But there's one game out there that fits the bill, though. I mean, uh, it is Seattle and, and San Francisco, uh, you know, and, and Brock Purdy went up there on a short week in Seattle and got work uh, done and he did a good job. And, you know, the first time around, uh, San Francisco pretty much controlled that game. Uh, but if there is weather in that one, um, and then you have the third matchup, uh, a rematch, I mean, tendencies are a big thing, fellas. And uh, I, I think if you understand that opponent, even though they're a better opponent, uh, maybe you can find some flaws, right? And that's certainly uh, things you look to do from a tendency standpoint. San Francisco's not going to change. They're going to be different. Uh, the team that could change and be better to me, though, is Seattle. Uh, and, you know, that's outside of two possessions right now. Uh, so. Uh, I mean, that, that's, that gets interesting right there to me in terms of a possession standpoint. I'm taking a, a third and a fourth look at that game, fellas. You know, that's one of the reasons why I thought Green Bay could actually keep it close potentially against San Francisco is if the defense uh, I mean, in this matchup, right, their secondary was good enough to, I think, maybe make it a long day for Brock Purdy. So, I mean, where are you at with him? This feel-good story, right, of uh, – People are now making the case that he's going to win the Rookie of the Year despite mm-hmm. playing in six games. Yeah. Does it eventually catch up with him, or is this, this, this going to be like smooth sailing all the way to the Super Bowl? You know, I was trying to think about the best third-string quarterback story in the history uh, of the National Football League. It's Kurt Warner. <laughs> I mean, this is Kurt Warner 2.0. Didn't we see the movie already? Uh, we know how the movie went. I mean, the Hall of Fame career from from uh, humble beginnings, if you will, stocking the cupboards. Now, uh, Brock's not stocking the coverage, but he was Mr. Irrelevant. But it, it, it speaks to me uh, about the level of that, that roster. I like San Francisco to go to the Super Bowl with Trey Lance, an unproven rookie quarterback, because of uh, the defense, uh, because of the roster, because of certainly, you know, just the standard, the philosophy. I mean, you can go on and on and on with what San Francisco has created. Brock Purdy fits that. Now, he was under pressure against the Raiders a little bit because the Raiders were scoring. Uh, and we saw Brock get a little shaky uh, through some, you know, poor passes, but then also he made some plays. The, the thing I'm looking for from Brock and his evolution as a quarterback is he will he become a playmaker. I know he can scramble and move around with his legs. A lot of guys can do that. But can he put the ball in places? Can he uh, execute from a drop back standpoint uh, when the team, the defenses know he's got to have to throw the football? I, I, I want to see consistency there. I think he's vulnerable to that. I, I, it's just whether or not Seattle can get him into those situations. I mean, they have to stop the run, and Seattle knows that. Yep. But I, I think Seattle understands how to stop that run or at least slow it down and neutralize it uh, and make Brock throw the, throw the rock. So uh, I, I think it's a great story, like you mentioned, Mitch. Uh, but, you know, he, he is more than compensated with the roster, so he should have a chance in this one. Let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Former NFL player, current VEASAN host Mike Pritchard is our guest. So the Buccaneers-Cowboys game on Monday night, 
also a rematch mm-hmm. from week one. That was 19-3 yep. Tampa. Dallas couldn't do anything in that offense. Dak got hurt, missed five games. No. But he also still tied for the lead, the league lead in uh, INTs with 15, which is incredible <laughs> when you stop and think about it. He's been a turnover machine. Do you like this matchup for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers at home against Dallas? I do. I think I think it's a perfect matchup for Tom Brady. I mean, they, they limped into the playoffs uh, with a losing record, but that's okay. You win the division. That's There you go. Um, the reason why Micah Parsons was drafted as high as he was is because of Devin White. Uh, you know, you got a 4-3 linebacker on the inside that can cause havoc. You know, they have their own Micah Parsons. Not He's older. He's, he can't do the things uh, as Micah, but he can do some of the things as Micah Parsons with his speed. Uh, so I like that. I, I also like Tom Brady. Uh, even though they skewed it so much, again, led the league in passing attempts, and, and certainly they've skewed it pass-run ratio uh, towards the pass, almost 70%. But the thing about Brady is he's got the quickest release in the National Football League, which could neutralize mm. uh, any type of pass rush, right? Um, yards after the catch was a stat that I identified earlier this week, too, that was interesting to me. The number one quarterback in the National Football League with yards after the catch uh, is Patrick Mahomes. The number two quarterback, another reason why I, I like the Chargers is Justin Herbert. Uh, and number three uh, is Tom Brady. So if you're getting rid of the football and your guys are playmakers, run after the catch, yards after the catch is a big deal. Uh, Godwin should win comeback player of the year, right? Uh, I, I think that's their favorable matchup. And that, that kind of neutralizes what Dallas wants to do defensively. And then if you can just come up with a timely turnover against Dak, uh, in that second half, that could help. And we saw that kind of play out last year in the playoffs, too, uh, when they started to generate fumbles against the Rams. So I think it's a savvy roster. Uh, I think it's a playoff experience roster. Uh, and from a teaser standpoint, fellas, uh, I do like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a home dog. Yeah. Good observation mm-hmm. about the yak. So what, Buccaneers and Bengals on the teaser? That's right. Okay. Uh, uh, yep, absolutely. Got that going right now. Uh, and the Chargers laying the, laying the point with charts. Okay. Uh, yep, there you go. You can follow him on Twitter. He's at M.I. Pritchard. Mike, thanks for the time. Best of luck this week. All right, guys. Good luck to you guys. Thank yep. you, Mike. Back at you. Okay. Uh, that is a very good a former player there. Brady gets rid of the ball quicker than anybody in the league. You let your receivers do the work with the ball. Third best yak team in the NFL against a secondary that uh, you can do damage against. And that's one way to avoid the pressure. My and, God, if, Will, if he's right on Williams and he doesn't play. Jesus. Senseless. No need for that. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. No I, need. I, just, I couldn't believe what we were watching last week. Yeah. All right. Let's follow the money here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. We'll run down uh, in-pocket plays, bets that we have added uh, today for the week coming up here on Follow the Money as we broadcast live from downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Playoffs are almost here. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home, all the latest lines, odds, boosts, and props. And whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, they have you covered. New promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. He's a fantasy football Hall of Famer, and uh, he joins us every week during the regular season, and he'll do so for the playoffs as well, talking player props. 
He's Paul Charchian. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm doing great. Excited for playoff football, and especially because, for me, fantasy season's over, so now I just get to watch football and enjoy it like everybody else. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. What are you putting yeah. in, by the way? Like, what are your days like during the regular season? Are we talking 16, 18 hours? Uh... Yeah, um, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not trying to break out a fiddle. I work in the fantasy football industry. It's not, you know, it's not the the worst thing in the world, but yeah. it's a grind. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, you know, I, I compare it to a marathon because it's about 26 weeks of no days off. And when news breaking, it, news is breaking Saturday at, you know, 10 o'clock at night, you start, suddenly you're changing your rankings and you're working and sure. so, yeah, you know, that stuff. Yeah, I'm just curious out of that because you did mention uh, a couple of weeks ago that you were, uh, happy for the regular season to be over with. Well, okay. So going into the break, uh, I I said that you're going to ride the hot hand and uh, it's the early game on Saturday between Seattle and San Francisco. Well, that not, it's not Brock Purdy, but it's suddenly his favorite target, George Kittle, who has seven touchdowns in his last four games. And he ended up with 11 on the season, which I cannot believe. Well, how are you approaching this game by betting George Kittle props? Yeah, this is, I, I love the, I like the, the line originally when I saw 40 and a half yards, I had a little concern, but then, you know, once I broke into it, this thing is a clear over. This is the most broken line. I think I'm going to give you uh, during our entire segment in five Brock Purdy starts. Kittle's had no less than four catches in any game. And in those starts, he's averaging 59 yards. And again, our, our over here is 40 and a half. Uh, one of Brock Purdy starts was against these Seahawks. Kittle put up 93 yards in that game. So, you know, if he's averaging 59 yards per game, uh, why is the line sitting at 40 and a half? My immediate thought was, well, Seattle must be a really good tight end defense. Turns out it's the exact opposite. They're terrible. They ranked dead last in yards allowed to tight ends last throughout the entire regular season. 69 yards per game given up to the position. And you might be thinking, well, but San Francisco might spread those 69 yards out amongst anybody else. But nobody else catches a pass. It's just Kittle. In games they play, the other tight ends average half of one catch per game. So the averages, all the averages here say it's going to go well over the 40 and a half, both the, the Seattle defense and what Kittle typically does here in these Brock Purdy starts. So, yeah, love this opportunity for George Kittle. Over. I love that bet. That, that's great. The targets, the, all the, the last five games, he had 93 yards in the last meeting. Uh, I think yeah. that's a good bet. Now, how, how about that? I like this one, too. Now, he had 77 yards rushing in the last meeting. Now it's playoff football. So if it's third and short, I think it also design runs. How about Josh Allen rushing yards? Josh Allen rushing yards. I like this a lot. Currently sitting, I saw it at least yesterday. Uh, it was 49 and a half. I'm going over that. And I this one, when, immediately when I saw 49 and a half, I'm like, whoa, this could be tricky. But then, again, I dug into this, and this is going to, it ended up being pretty compelling. First, in his previous two meetings, he ran for 47 yards and 77 yards, which I like a lot. And this is, again, against Miami, the previous two meetings of Miami. In addition to Josh Allen, Miami faced two other mobile quarterbacks this year. Lamar Jackson, 119 yards. And the other mobile quarterback Miami faced, Justin Fields, 178 rushing yards in that game. So if we put Allen's two games along with Jackson and Fields, that is an average of 106 quarterback rushing yards per game allowed by Miami. And over the full season, Miami allowed the second most quarterback rushing yards, and they're at six yards per attempt, which was uh, third most in the NFL uh, for rushing yards allowed to quarterbacks. 
So and if you think Allen's going to run for just the set, those same six yards per attempt, he only needs eight runs, scrambles and designed runs, to get to the over 49 and a half. We're going to take the over on this. All right. Yeah. And by the way, side mm-hmm. note, I think that number is only going to go up. Yeah. So if you mm-hmm. want to bet that one, I think you need to bet that right away this morning. Yeah. Get in. Another one, too. Quarterback, design runs right out of the playbook. Yes. How about uh, Danny Dimes? He's sitting uh, over 38 and a half rushing yards. I like this over as well. It's a it's a good number, but I think we can play the over here. First, Daniel Jones is a far more prolific runner than almost anybody realizes. He averaged just three fewer rushing yards per game than Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, who are you know universally accepted as elite rushing quarterbacks. Daniel Jones, just three rushing yards per game less than those guys. Vikings faced five mobile quarterbacks this year. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones. They averaged 52 yards per game. Jones ran for 34 against the Vikings three weeks ago, slightly under our number this uh, this week, 38 and a half. But the critical thing to know is he only had four carries, which is weirdly low in that game. That was the second lowest rushing attempt game of his entire season. He's going to have a lot more than the four carries in this game. And again, he almost hit the line, almost hit the number on the four carries last time. Jones averages eight yards per carry. And, you know, I could see him easily going from four carries to his traditional eight carries okay. per game, which is what he averages. And then he blows, you know, he blow up what he did against the Vikings last time. I feel great about this one. Over 38 and a half rushing yards, Daniel Jones. It's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, Fantasy Football Hall of Famer, Paul Charchin, our guest. You also work on uh, K-Fan Radio up in Minneapolis, the flagship home of the Vikings Giants. So we're going to do a deeper dive in that game coming up. In the following segment, how about some receiver props this week? Uh, Buccaneers, Cowboys, you know Brady's going to throw the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Will that ball be going to tight end Cade Otten or others? Um, you know, I, I dug into this one. Part of the reason, by the way, I, I, I wanted to spend time on Cade Otten. And you guys may or may not know this. My Monday night hits with, uh, with Sean and Tim. We always were doing oddball tight end stuff, and it was a ton of fun. But now I can't do that. Those guys, you know, because the you know where we are now in the play, we don't have a Monday night game anymore. So, well, actually, we do have a Monday night game this week, don't we? Mm-hmm. It's Super Wild Card Week. Yes. Maybe I will be talking to those guys on Monday night. <laughs> so I'm doing another oddball tight end, Cade Otten. We're going to go under 23 and a half. The only time Cade Otten performs reliably is when Tom Brady has nobody else to throw to. His average game when Cam Brait is healthy is two catches for 17 yards. Uh, Dallas is an elite tight end defense. They finished sixth in yards allowed, and they gave up one touchdown to the position all year. That's it. When these teams met in week, it was granted it was way back in week one, but when they met back in week one, the Tampa Bay tight ends, all of them combined for one catch for seven yards. And we look when I look back through the box scores, there are a lot of really good tight ends, way better than Kate Otten, that have been held to well under his line of 23 and a half yards. You know, Logan Thomas and Dallas Goddard and Cole Komet didn't get there. And the last thing, if if you think the Dallas, if you think Dallas has got a fierce pass rush against a bad Buccaneers offensive line, which I do, Hayden's going to have to stay back and block more than normal as well mm. to try to mitigate that pass rush. So a lot of reasons to take the under here on Cade Otten, Tampa Bay tight end. All right, explain your thought process with this one. Uh, Davis was awesome in the in the Chiefs game and went off for four touchdowns last year and had a lot of success in the playoffs. Kind of a disappointment with only 800 yards in the regular season. What yeah. do you expect out of Davis against Miami? Gabe Davis, we're going to bundle together the. I'm expecting a big game. We're going to bundle together over 47 and a half with the plus 180 anytime touchdown. And here's why you want to bundle this. I want to talk about the bet construction on this. 
You play them together because Gabe Davis is an all-or-nothing producer. Yes, he is. In his games, in, in his games with a touchdown, he averaged 81 yards and the touchdown. In his games without a touchdown, he averaged 37 yards. So it only makes sense to bundle these two together. I tried to do the odds on it, and I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. Maybe you guys can help me with this, what that turns into when you bundle the over 47.5 and the plus 180. But let's break this down a little bit and why this is going to be an all-game for Gabe Davis. He runs 91% of his routes on the outside. Miami's cornerbacks are Xavier Howard and Keon Crossan. They have pro football focus ranks of cornerback 101 and cornerback 118. Howard allows the second most yards this season of any cornerback in the league. He's allowed the fifth most touchdowns of any cornerback in the league. And here's your clincher. Gabe Davis ranks number one in the entire league in depth of target. 16 yards Hmm. is his average depth of target. Miami's cornerback, Keon Crossan, allows the second deepest average reception, 15 yards. Bombs away for Gabe Davis. I love this bundle. Okay. Can, can I add one to the bundle then? Uh, Please. Good. I would like to add, based on what you just said, Gabe Davis, longest reception over 21 and a half. Oh, that's, I love it. Good same oh. game parlay. Huh? Same right. game parlay. You want to yes. get nuts charged? Let's get nuts. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, well, it's a good breakdown. Uh, yes. very, very good uh, with the stats there. We'll, we'll continue. You're going to hang around for one more segment. Like I mentioned, uh, you also work for KFAN in Minneapolis. We'll get a deep dive on the Vikings and the Giants. Uh, There is one specific unit that is pretty banged up going into this game. How significant are these injuries? That and also other matchups uh, in this game. Jefferson, Hawkinson, Barkley. That's all coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.